This podcast does use some rude language and explores adult themes. You've been warned. Don't be a... Don't be a... Don't be a... Don't be a... Please don't be a... Don't be a... Boy, don't be a... Don't be a fuckwit. Welcome to Don't Be a Fuckwit. Both a self-help podcast for those who don't understand the widely accepted social norms and a therapy session for those who do understand but are surrounded by those who don't. Helping me navigate the world of fuckwits in this episode is comedian, broadcaster, author, founder of Broad Radio, mother, pies fan, legend... Joe Stanley. Aw, Leems. You forgot to say, and one of my dear friends. And one, and one of my dear friends. Yes, yeah, sorry. I should have. And also a former co-host. Yes. At uh, Gold 104.3. I was thinking about our time at Gold, and I was wondering if you are the only person who has taken two breakfast shows at different radio stations to number one in Melbourne. I couldn't think of another example. That is a fascinating thing for you to say because I've thought that myself mm. but and tried to fact check that because yeah. I don't want to blow my own horn and be wrong. Like I don't want to be out there going, hey, guys, do you know I'm the only one to do this? And then we'll say, uh, uh, excuse me, you forgot the very important wadiwa. Yeah. Um, so I haven't been able to actually definitively say that. But now that you've said it, maybe I just will. I tried really hard to think of someone else had done it and I just couldn't come up with anyone. I think I'm the only woman, definitely. Mm. But that's not hard because there aren't many women who've worked in radio. <laughs> uh, so number one at two separate radio stations, Fox FM and Gold 104.3. Uh, with me, we had a fun couple of years. Oh, bloody ripper couple of years. Heartbreaking yeah. that it came to a very it, premature end. It really <laughs> Talking was. of fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. God, why didn't we lead the episode with him? Uh, <laughs> oh, I assume that's what inspired it. The whole <laughs> yeah. series. Husey called him a fuckwit to his face. Wow. We are talking about the dude that sacked us. Yes. To those, for those playing along and aren't quite sure. Husey called him a fuckwit to his face. Mm. And Husey said, everyone thinks you're a fuckwit. And he said, really? Name them. And, <laughs> and, Husey, and Husey goes, name them? I could line them up from Melbourne to Darwin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't he say at some point, um, why do people not like me? Uh, Did yeah, he ask someone that? I, I Did he ask Husey that, that or you? Husey, that was Husey, yeah. 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 Oh, my God, again, line it up from Melbourne to Darwin, <laughs> the reasons why. Yeah, so uh, fun time of radio is great. Now, broad radio, though, let's get on to more positive matters. Yes. You, I remember talking to you about broad radio yes. many years ago. It was a dream of yours and you've made it happen. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I do, you were one of the first people I said in a cafe in the back streets of South Melbourne where I, I was at that point when you're a startup founder, which I am now, can you believe that, mm. underqualified, Um you almost are fearful of saying your idea out loud. So you were one of the first people I said, hey, Leems, I think I'm going to make a radio network for women by women. And mm. you've gone, great, <laughs> <laughs> as you do to everything. Oh, I'm a glass half full guy. But it, was, it struck me as a great idea and it turns out you're in the heart of the zeitgeist. Yes, which I knew at the time and um, thankfully the zeitgeist has continued. Most mm. definitely it's a time for... Um, you know, celebrating women's voices, but also it's, it's, a, it's a time for diversity. And so mm. I just had this profound kind of realisation. I've been lucky enough to have a, a microphone um, for 
20 years, right, which, as you would agree, is mm-hmm. a blessing. So few people have yes. a voice. Yep. And I've always felt like my purpose in that was to be a voice for women and girls. And then I kind of went, why am I the only one with a microphone? I should make it so that hundreds of, maybe thousands of women have microphones and mm. not just women like me, but women of colour, Aboriginal women, women over 40. What a shock. I mean, oh, my God, talk about controversial. <laughs> oh, hang you on. You, you lost me there. <laughs> women over 40? Oh, what a drag we are. Um, you know, women who are living with disabilities or LGBTQI or non-binary or like all the diversity that we just never hear or see in mainstream media. So I'm doing it. Yeah, good on you. Well mm-hmm. done. And if people want to get involved with Broad Radio, where can they hear you? Right. So currently we live stream on Facebook and YouTube every Tuesday morning at 9am, um, which is sort of our pilot. We've, we've been running for about a year and we're building an app. So when that is launched, you'll mm-hmm. be able to hear it wherever you go, just as you listen to any other radio. It's internet radio, but it'll be delivered via an app. So it'll car play, it'll listen, you know, you'll be able to listen when you're out power walking and all that sort of stuff. So broadradio.com.au. Great. And you will have a string of uh, diverse voices for people to oh listen to. Oh, my God, to. there are so many amazing people to put on this mm. station. Like, it's not like I'm light on for content or for talent. There, are, You know, it's been one interesting thing with AFLW mm. for me. So there's obviously loads of great uh, women playing footy in AFLW, but what's been – a secondary benefit of it is so many talented women now working in the media yes. that we've seen rise with the AFLW over the last few years. Absolutely. You've got, I mean, Emma Race, Rana Hussain, um, Bryony Dawson, like, you know, amazing women doing yeah. incredible things and really know their stuff. That, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Daisy Pierce? She's one of my favourites to yes. listen to. If I'm watching the footy, I'm like, oh, we're in for a good day. There's a lot to love about Daisy Pierce, And I know, you know it was a very tough job for her to move into that Channel 7 commentary box. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine how intimidating that would be. <laughs> very tough job. <laughs> But she knows her stuff and she delivers it beautifully. Yeah, and mm. you know what I like? Mm, returning to fuckwits. Mm. Um, what I find really makes my skin crawl when you hear a commentary about, oh, this player went to that particular private school. It's one of my oh. my least favourite things for a commentator to say. And Daisy never says something <laughs> like that. Never and, brings that up. And what is it specifically about that that you hate? Who gives a fuck what school they went to? <laughs> Like, honestly, who cares? And it feels yeah. very elitist to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one ever says, oh, this guy, this player went to Monty High School. It's always Geelong Grammar. Yeah. <laughs> from, from Wodonga High. <laughs> no one says that. He's been recruited from nil. <laughs> no one says that. Yeah, uh, the, the private schools do get uh, get a bit of extra love. Saint Ke- for some reason, St Kevin's keeps coming into my head. So often of, it's St Kevin's. There's a lot of St Kevin's Dealer. people in around uh, AFL mm. as well. Uh, how do you generally feel about fuckwits? I'm a little conflicted. Sure. Right, because... Okay, I think mm. we know so many fuckwits, right? <laughs> yes. And it happens so often where we think, oh, my God, what a fuckwit. Yeah. Then statistically that must mean at some point people must think that about us, that we might accidentally be a fuckwit every now and then. Yes. There, there's no doubt that even the best of us drift into fuckwit territory from time to time. I mean, I did once get a notice on my, on my windscreen saying, shit park, right? <laughs> 
And I had accidentally parked very badly and I thought, so I think about that person who was so moved to leave a note on my windscreen, right? I think, oh, so I obviously was a fuckwit in that moment. And I, so then I go, well, I also, my, one of my undying philosophies, Liam's, is that every single person is trying their best. I think that. I, I think that's true of 99. 99% of people just want the world to function smoothly. They want their little world to be a happy, free-moving one. Yeah. And they and, want and everyone else for the most part to be happy and or out of their way. But sometimes your capacity for being a good version of yourself is limited by having a lot of shit going on in your life. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I was... I was launched into fuckwit behaviour during the second extended lockdown in Melbourne. <laughs> did you really embrace that? I did, I did a couple of things that I really regret. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people did the same. So, no, I when I uh, conceive this podcast and as I deliver this podcast each week, I'm in no way suggesting that the people – Myself and my guest each week are immune to being fuckwits. However, that's then led me think, okay, I really pondered the worst versions of it that I've seen and what yep. quality is common in all of it. Yes. And the thing that really en- enrages me yep. is a lack of self-awareness. Okay. I've got a note here. It's like at the top of my list today for examples from my personal life. I say, lack. I'm reading off my page here, lack of awareness shits me. No jokes. No jokes. Because what I have written here is people who walk down a busy sidewalk side by side. So you have three people abreast. Mm. No one can walk past. And they're having a <laughs> leisurely walk down the sidewalk. And I'm like, how the fuck? What? Where, how can you be so unaware of the world around you that the three of you are just walking? But it's like you've blocked the whole. You, you have always found that enraging. <laughs> Have I raised this with you before? I feel like like in the times we've worked together, I'm like, if someone was to ask me to describe Lima, I'm like, great bloke, really funny, really generous, super clever, hates people that walk to her breast on the sidewalk. Honestly, it's a thing that really pisses you off. It gets right in my, oh, it gets right in my kitchen. And I just, and it's, you know, sometimes I'll do a deliberate because I'm more I'm not aggressive. I'm more your passive aggressive okay. type. Is I'll do a I'll walk around them, it's and just hope that they notice. You know, but see, do you, do you give them a tsk or a, uh, do you give them a bit of a frown, like an eyebrow? I'll, I I might do it. Excuse me. And in my head, what I want to say is, <laughs> guys, you're blocking the whole fucking pavement. But I never say that <laughs> <laughs> because. Because then I kind of go, well, there's two sides to that. Because if you walk past in a half, mm. they might look at you and go, what a fuckwit. Why is he so cranky? A hundred percent. Absolutely. So there's my point. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. kind of, however, here's a scenario where I just, I cannot find any forgiveness for this dude. Okay? Sure. Yep. And another thing I know about you is you often get <laughs> irate in a dog park. Oh, well, this is one of the places during lockdown that I disgraced myself. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so this ha- this happened in the dog park, right? Uh, yeah. Where So we have Labrador Daisy. She's the most sweet little thing mm. and she's quite small for a Labrador. And um, I don't know why because she is de-sexed. Yeah. But she's very popular with the male oh, dogs okay. yeah. in 
a dog park. Sure. So it's very common for us to turn around and some giant <laughs> hound with enormous weight is on her back having a good Just old go, right? Having a crack And here. Daisy's trying to run away and she can't get this thing off her. Yeah. And, you know, it really upsets me because the last Labrador we okay. had, something similar happened and she, you know, her legs were... She had, we had to do oh, knee and hip reconstruction. It was a disaster. Look, anyway, it's, right? It's, so not, it's, it's not a welcome event at the park. I is mean, it? it's you, not consensual. You're, try, you're, try, you're trying to have a casual walk and chase a ball all of a sudden. <laughs> You've got this going on, <laughs> yeah. right? Anyway, and I kind of think, uh, you know, you're always saying control your dog in the park. A hundred percent. That is your one primary responsibility at the park because you can't let the behaviour of your dog upset the fun everyone else is having. That's exactly right. Yeah. And if you have chosen to have a male dog with enormous ball bags flopping around behind, yeah, okay. You, you are, you, that is a recipe for disaster unless you are on your game as a dog <laughs> yeah, owner. It's true. Because <laughs> yeah. those dogs are frisky. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a dog. It's got a big set of balls. <laughs> <laughs> it wants to use them. It wants to use them. <laughs> so I have absolute sympathy for the dog. Sure, it's not the dog's fault. Dog, dog wants to do what a dog wants to do. That's right. So anyway, this particular time, the dog that was having a go at uh, Daisy was very, very big and was just would not leave her alone. And so Daz has gone over and sort of pushed the dog off Daisy, right? Yep. Dog owner turns around, starts abusing Daz oh, and says, your dog must be on heat. We've gone, no, she's de-sexed. Unless they've done something very... <laughs> Dodgy at the vet. <laughs> yes. She is not on heat. And yeah. by the way, it's your dog on her. So, you know, how about you look at the fact that it's got giant ball bags <laughs> and just sort it out, right? Like keep the dog away from our dog. Yeah, I think your pooch might be a little frisky, mate. I think that's what's going on. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, he turns around and says to Daz, mm. you need to get some balls. You don't know what it is to have balls. You don't know what it is to be oh. a real man. Oh. Check out this. That dog's got more balls than you. And Daz is like, well, yeah, they're enormous. <laughs> you can't argue <laughs> well, with that, right? To be fair, it's a giant set. Okay, so this guy's... And then he says, and yeah. then he yells out to everybody in the park, because Daz always wears, wears a hat. He yells out to everybody in the park, mm. hat guy, worst guy in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that making me Worst laugh? guy in the park. <laughs> Worst guy. <laughs> and he just walks around the park. Hat guy. Worst guy. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's but funny. Also, what a fuckwit. Yeah, well, but absolutely, what a fuckwit. But that does make me hat guy. Worst guy in the park. Like he's the arbiter. Well, I mean, who is isn't, go, isn't a good bloke. This is where I go get some self-awareness, mate, because yeah. I don't think Daz is the worst guy in the park. He's clearly a fuckwit. I suspect that most people looking at that scenario from afar would have gone, no, I reckon you're the worst bloke in the park. Yes. While they were watching that unfold. And I can't, I, I, have, I have not found any redeeming features in the dude with the mm. dog now. If, if he wasn't as paranoid about his own masculinity then I suspect he would have removed his dog's balls like a good dog owner would. <laughs> Are you making a giant generalisation about owners who keep balls on their dogs? <laughs> well, I am in this particular case. I mean, no, it's not a generalisation. I'm making okay, a very specific allegation dude. about this case, yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, he was pretty happy with his dog's balls. Yeah, and he <laughs> sounds like just a bully fuckwit. Yes, who... bullies. That's the thing. I reckon that's that's what a fuckwit is, isn't it? A bully. A bully. Well, to me, to me, a fuckwit who is someone who only cares about themselves and doesn't. Yes. They don't play in life. They don't play a team game. Life is a team mm. sport. They play a solo game. Yeah, like and, me with my dodgy park. And like, you it looks dog. like I was only caring about me and where I put my car that day. And the guy who put the note on your car has my full support. <laughs> and you're Mine the, too. The, I agree. <laughs> and the guy you described at the park is a massive fuckwit. Massive fuckwit. Who needs to pull his head in and cut his dog's balls off. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. not him. Get a vet to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what an image you just created for me. It's, yes, please get a professional to do it. Um, while we're on the topic of fuckwits we've bumped into, we've got a construction site next to our house at the moment. Right. And I just, for the record, the uh, mostly blokes, some women who have been working on that construction site over the last 12 months have been lovely. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And, you know, they get that it's annoying for us mm. and we get that, you know, they're doing their job, sure. et cetera, et cetera. It's all good. One of the things that has really annoyed me, but especially annoyed my wife, is the lack of parking in our street because the people working on the building side are all parked in the street. Um, But there are um, permit parks on one side of the road. So we we at least get to keep that. Anyway, one day a guy from the building site parks in one of the permit parks. So Kel walks outside and says, oh, sorry, mate, That's, um, that's a permit park. You can't park there. That's just for the residents. And he looks at Kel and goes, yeah, right, I love, slams the door and just walks onto the construction site. Like, you can imagine Kel, Kel was ready to explode. I, and he was just such a fuckwit. I concur. Oh, my God. And if that, oh, my God. The thing about that is the blind rage comes from many different it comes at you from many different <laughs> yeah, yeah, barrels yeah. there. One being how rude and disrespectful, don't call me love. Yes. Right? Yes. One being how deeply irritating that you're parking in a park where I should park and but, you don't have a right. Yes. Right? But the other is that you really can't do anything. And that's it. So what Kel did do is she went back inside and she wrote to the guy whose development it is. Mm. She wrote to the guy who's the... CEO of the construction company, and she wrote to the guy who's the on-site manager of all that, and she received apologies from all three of them mm-hmm. who said that, and she included the number plate. Yeah. So who knows what happened to that guy, but I suspect he would have got a bit of a dressing down mm. from those people. But still, it's not quite as satisfying. That's where you look at that, and that, you know the TV series Mr. Inbetween? Oh, have, yes. Have you seen that? No, but oh, Daz has right. watched it. He's just like, he's a, you know, he's a bit of a justice unit. Yeah. Like in that situation, he's the type of guy that would just go, all right, mate, I'm going to have to sort this out. <laughs> you know? I mean, this is, it's good that we don't do that. It's good. It is but good you that... play it out in your head, don't <laughs> yes, you? Yes, yes. You absolutely play out this fantasy that somehow mm. you can wreak havoc and you can get some kind of revenge on this dude. Yeah. Do you know what I imagine? I imagine I'm, I don't I, You've you've hit me with Mr. In Between, yeah. which I've not watched. Yeah. Have you seen the video clip in which Beyonce is smashing cars with a baseball bat? No. Yes. That's what I imagine I would be like. Oh, right, yeah. Just strutting down the street, looking like Beyonce because she's beautiful. 
you know, so she's yeah, gorgeous, of course, of got the full outfit, yes. and the hair and whatever, yes. and just the coolest, and it's in slow motion when I imagine it as well. Mm. And there's probably a Beyonce track with me as I've just got a giant <laughs> baseball bat just like oh, smashing into smashing this guy's car. car. Not every car, just that guy's just car. Just that guy's car. Well, Kel said to me, I want to go out there and let his fucking tyres down. Yeah. And I said, babe, I get it. Like, so do I. <laughs> but he knows where we live. Yeah. And he's already, we know, one thing we know about him for sure, he's a fuckwit. Yeah. And he knows where we live. That's yes. a bad combo. It's really If you pour bad. fuel on that fire, that's a bad, um, yeah, that's a, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And you know what's really unsatisfying about that? Because I say to myself all the time, be a bigger person. Yeah. Walk away, be a bigger person. But no one sees you being a bigger person. No. So you could walk away and go, I'm a bigger person, but there's nothing satisfying about that because that guy's still an asshole and he's getting an upper hand somehow. Whereas yes. I want everybody to go, see how good I am. I, I walked away. I want some credit. It's like, you know, in Seinfeld when George kept tipping that guy at the pizza shop and the guy never saw him tipping. <laughs> exactly. He, he wanted to be seen tipping. That's it. And there was that one time the guy didn't see George tip, so George went to take his money back out of it. <laughs> and the guy saw him taking the money back out. Oh, God, that makes me laugh. That's great. <laughs> um, so oh. that that guy. Yes. Oh, He's a fuckwit. Yeah. Um, can I can I can I table another fuckwit? Yeah, please, please. Who, um, at the time of recording this, was in prime fuckwit state, but may have moved on a little bit. Sure. But former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, oh. <laughs> who yes. is not moving out of Kirribilli House. It's very strange, isn't it? Why? Why? I don't know. I think maybe he's wondering if he can stay forever. Is there some, there's something a bit Trumpian about it, isn't there? The refusal to... But it's not your house, mate. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. Like <laughs> You're not Prime Minister anymore. I, I think he's hiding in a cupboard under the stairs and won't leave. It's just the strangest thing and I will say, mm. it, it, you know, people who outstay their welcome and can't read the room, <laughs> yeah. you know, like when you've had people over and you've just like so tired, I've actually gone and put my pyjamas on and come out and they're still there. <laughs> TV's off, music's off. It's like, <laughs> fucking go on. home. Go home. <laughs> Can't you? You don't live here. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want. I want someone to just walk in to Kirillia and say, mate, you, we've put our pyjamas on. <laughs> I've stacked the dishwasher. I'm vacuuming. <laughs> Just go home. I'm waiting for uh, Albo to move into Kirribilli House and then one night he's just sitting on the couch and then he hears his <laughs> voice going from the kitchen. Hey, uh, Anthony, <laughs> do you want Jenny to fix you anything? <laughs> She's just doing some baking. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got a green curry on. You're after. <laughs> oh Let's God. do it. He wants to work there oh, forever. That reminds me of oh, yeah. another, another thing that I find yeah. very fuckwitty. Yeah. Which Morrison has kind of just inspired, it's made me remember. People who play guitars and sing unsolicited. Oh, the worst. Oh, my God. At parties when people pull out a guitar and start singing. I, let- I just can't. I can't. I'm just like, I was at a party once mm. and this guy pulls out a guitar and he starts singing freaking Jeff Buckley. Oh, right? For God's sake. And I couldn't. I was just like, no, 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 no. And then I made Daz hide his guitar. Here's a list of people who can pull out a guitar at a party and start singing, right? Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Ed Sheeran. Okay, sure. That's it. That's the end of the list. 
<laughs> that is it. No one else. John Mayer, put the guitar down. <laughs> You're not playing it, mate. Oh, but what about um, no? There's no, no, no one else. There's no Jimmy one else. Jimmy Barnes. No, no, Barnsy. not even Barnsy. Oh, Barnsy. Yeah, okay. Barnsy doesn't really play the guitar though. He's yeah. had, on no, on the, on, on, his, the, on, on his, all of his lockdown videos was he partner he, largely, oh, wasn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitar, <laughs> okay, yeah. I take it back. You can't. Well, you can. You can't say no to Barnsey in any circumstance. Never. Like there's not one single thing Barnsey could be doing where you would say no. Okay, so then that begs the question: Are there some people where it's impossible for them to be considered a fuckwit? Yeah, Barnsey and Barnsey's well. There's not, there's not many in that. No. There's not many. But I would say, yeah, Barnsey and, gee, that may be, that may even be the end of the list. Um, I can't think of, oh, Hugh Jackman maybe. Oh, Hugh Jackman, deeply, deeply likeable. Ash Barty. Oh, there's never a chance she could be a fuckwit ever. Uh, so, ever. Okay. We're putting together a little list here. <laughs> D- Dylan Alcott. Oh, never, not a chance. Okay, so there's yeah, a few. Yeah, so there's a few. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, no one says that about us, though. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> never. And you know another one I wanted to bring up? Now, you're you're someone who's right across entertainment, media, and the story arc around cancellation, people getting cancelled. Oh, bit, yes. It's a big thing in recent times. And we've heard a lot of commentary around it, largely from people who look like me, middle-aged White blokes mm-hmm. tend to be the loudest voices. It's a tough time for you. Yeah, it is a tough time for us. When it comes to – and they bang on about, oh, I've been cancelled or I'm mm. losing my voice. Mm. They tend to say it in a Netflix special. Oh, you're referring <laughs> to Ricky Gervais. It's been streamed around the world. He's not the only one. Okay, yeah. There's a few. and But it's largely white blokes who complain about it. Can I tell you what getting cancelled looks like? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar – with oh, yes. Yasmin. Yasmin. And she, I know I've met her. She's a beautiful person. She's one of the most dynamic communicators you'll ever be in a room with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, heard, I listened to her speak. Yeah. But I listened to her speak specifically about this story where she put out a post or a tweet on Anzac Day. And, you know, she was trying to make a point, but I think also trying to get a laugh. And she may have misjudged it on the day. But I tell you what, has she been cancelled? Hmm. She's been essentially bullied out of the country. She now lives in England. Yes. Now, that, that to me, that is what being cancelled looks like. Yeah. It's yeah. been really, really hard for her, very uh, traumatic. It's incredibly difficult for her. So when people talk about, oh, I can't tell jokes anymore, I can't say, oh, God, I'm getting cancelled. No, you're not. And that, that, what's happened to her is what being cancelled looks like. And for her, it is so much about the fact that she is a woman of colour, and that she's a Muslim woman. 100%. So you even look at this. I'm looking like at... Like full-on bullies. I'm looking at a tweet right now. This is a news.com.au tweet about her. She's got a book coming out at the yes. moment. Yes. She's coming back to Australia. So. And there's an article about her here. You should read the comments underneath it. Oh, my God. It's just horrific. I can't dive people, into it, though, because it makes me so angry. People are the worst. If you want to get it, you could almost just scroll down this comment list and go, fuck with, 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 the whole way down. Because... Um, I mean, okay, so Twitter, it mostly happened on Twitter for her because that's yes, where she made yep. the comment, but then it sort of rolled out to innews.coms and all of the Andrew Bolts and mm. everybody piled on, right, yes. when it happened. Yep. 
But it, when it starts on Twitter, that is the worst platform for dickheads slash fuckwits having no sense of the nuance of something yeah. and just piling on based on nothing. Mm. And not even half the time they don't even read the thing that they're piling on about. Yeah. They just decide, oh, everyone, I'm going to be part of this fantastic oh. tidal wave of fuckwittery. <laughs> <laughs> That's my people. And so then they all pile on. And it just it's often almost off. A lot of the time it's women. Yeah. And then it's rape threats and death threats for a tweet. <laughs> I'm going to come around and do the most horrific things because someone's tweeted because something. Some people are the worst. They really are. And then the same, the same people would be on the other side of the coin supporting someone else and saying, oh, come on, everyone, harden up. It's just a joke. Yeah. They're just words. What are you so scared of? Yeah. Yet in this case, anyway. And those people, the other thing that kills me is they have wives and kids and daughters. Mm. I think, why? And I'm not suggesting they're all just men. I'm, like I'm, There were women involved in that cancelling of her as well. But I'm just like, why? Why do you, you are, everyone in your world would think you're a good person and then you do that. And then, <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, people with kids on social media, you know what I've always found funny is when someone on their profile They'll write, love my family. <laughs> like, it's just such a weird thing to write. Because like, 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 other people don't. Yeah, it's just kind of assumed, <laughs> you know. I just, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's a, you might as well say, wear pants. <laughs> maybe they don't, though. No, maybe they don't. <laughs> maybe they don't. My favourite is like, you know, when people... Eat, people... eat, eat through my mouth. <laughs> I... Um, I, I find on Twitter, though, the people that really go you with it because they just, you know, there's no sense of humour on mm. Twitter. I had, uh, I put a photo of our dog Daisy on because she's not allowed upstairs, right, because we have an elderly cat. Upstairs cat, downstairs dog. It's the way it works in the house. Okay. Daisy has spent, she's three and a half, Labradors don't, they don't, they take a while to learn. So it's taken her three and a half years to work out. She's not allowed up those stairs and now she knows and I'm so proud of her. Right. Great work, Days. Yeah. Beautiful. But she comes and sits on the landing. That's as close as she gets okay. and looks up and it's super cute. And yeah. I shared a photo of her looking up saying, look at her. I'm so proud of her. What a clever girl. La, yeah. la, la. Oh, my God, the amount of people oh, that yeah. went me about, you should not separate the dog from the pack mm. and that's so mean. And, I, and I'm like... Oh my uh, God! When we were growing up, dogs were never indoors. I remember, I remember my dad being furious one day because I accidentally let our kelpie inside. Mm. Dad's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I knew, I knew I was in trouble." <laughs> but I'm chasing the dog through the house, and the dog knew as well. The dog, the dog's like, "Fucking get me out of here! I don't want to be in <laughs> yeah, here." Yeah, they, when they know they're doing something wrong, and that's what now when Daisy comes upstairs, if if she ever does, she just freaks out like, oh, "I'm not supposed to be here." Yeah, but you know, like people are like, "Oh my god!" People are the, relax. The, it's just such bullshit. You know what? If you're keeping your dog healthy yeah. and you're walking it every day. Good on you. That dog literally gets spooned by my husband. Yes. About three times a day I on think. her dog bed. She yeah. is so loved. Mm. The I fact know. that she's not allowed upstairs. But yeah, people. Oh my God. What about the poor 18 year old cat who can't handle the dog? <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll look for it. Yeah. So you'll let the dog up next to the cat and they'll go, oh, great, letting the dog bully the cat. Yeah. Fuck off, fuck <laughs> It's just. <laughs> Oh, see, it's fun. Language. I'm glad you gave that warning. See, it's fun to get it off your chest. Mm. Let's move on to 
Oh, just very quickly. Did you see this one? Kim Kardashian. Did you see what she said today? What? She was talking, she was being interviewed by the New York Times and she was being asked about her beauty regime and how important it is to her uh, to look young mm. uh, because her look is a very important part of her brand. Mm. And she said, she said, I'm so desperate to look young that I would literally eat poo <laughs> if, I was told, if I was guaranteed that it would make me look younger. <laughs> now, I need to clarify. Does she mean her own poo or whose poo? You know what? And, you know, and boo to the interviewer for not clarifying this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it didn't specify oh, whether it was her poo or someone else's. But I think either way, it's a pretty ripe approach to keeping yourself. She clearly doesn't care about her breath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is my issue is this allergy or fear that we have to aging. Yeah. I mean, my God, Kim, who fucking cares? Yeah, just let it go. Seriously. And already, I mean, to me, I look at Kim Kardashian and I think your work's done. You've built an incredible empire. You're incredibly successful. Yeah, she's she's so desperately terrified of losing that, though. Yeah, and I guess it's that fear that kind of get you there in the first place, I suppose. Mm, mm. Well, I guess, and it's worked for her and she, that's her power. Beauty is her power, right? So mm. she's willing to eat poo. And I, <laughs> like, to, start to maintain and the power. Look, honestly, Liam's, I'm turning 50 this year, in fact, in a couple of weeks, and I am not loving that my face looks different, right? But you would, look, would you, I eat poo? <laughs> let me see the results. I was guaranteed. <laughs> let me see the results first. <laughs> That's like when people like put poo on things and in like a protest, you know. uh, And I go, you know, you've handled poo. (laughs) That doesn't give you an upper hand. Yeah, no. In this whole scenario, you're the one that had poo in your hand, (laughs) right? (laughs) Nice protest, poo hands. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when Kate Moss said, "No, speaking about being beautiful." Remember she said no food tastes as good as skinny feels? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Good messaging there It's too. a lie anyway because um, so much food tastes good. <laughs> it really does. Oh, look, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I'm eating a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to fuckwit of the week. Joe, this week our fuckwit of the week is Nancy Crampton Brophy. Have you, are you familiar with her? No. I mean the name rolls off the tongue. She... <laughs> Wrote a book a few years back. Yes. Called How to Murder Your Husband. Now, have a guess what Nancy Crampton Brophy has just been found guilty of. I did see this, yes. She's just murdering been her husband. Murdering her husband. What is the fact? What, what was the book actually? Was it a fictional book? Or does it, I mean, I, was it a joke book? I don't, no, I don't think it was a practical how to guide. <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> but, but talk about handing yourself over to the authorities. Is there any evidence we can find that she <laughs> could have done? Oh, hang on a sec. Here's a book she wrote. But I want to know what was in the book. Yeah, I haven't read the book. Yeah, so I, I obviously, no, it doesn't, I mean, it's not a page turner, but I, I, mm. yeah, wow. At least, at least she, uh, did she do it the right way around? I guess so. Not like, uh, remember OJ Simpson wrote that book? If I did it, this is how I would have done it. Did he? Yes. 
No, in fact, I think the book was just called If I Did It. But we think he did it, didn't we? Do we? Oh, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he did it. (laughs) He's one of the guiltiest men in history. (laughs) So If I Did It was a fiction piece then, obviously. Well, according to him, it was a fiction piece, yes. No, no, he thinks it was a factual piece, but it was fictional because he actually did do it. Because he actually did do it, yes. Okay. How to, uh, how to murder your husband. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a catchy title. That's the sort of thing you'd pick it up because you know what she's appealing to? Yeah. Housewives who are heartily sick of their husbands because they're so tired <laughs> okay. of picking up, you know, the, the dirty jocks from the floor or they're sick of cooking dinner every night and so they think it's a joke book. If I get home <laughs> and I see this book on the, on the kitchen bench, <laughs> should I start to panic? Well, now, yes, because obviously she took a piece out of her own book. But, um, you know, you've already told me that Kel's furious at you because yeah. you, she's yeah. had the flu and you're, you've been working. And I've been away and I'd had, I've got gigs all weekend that I hadn't told her about. That has not gone down well. Mm. Doesn't <laughs> make you a fuckwit, though. Well, um, an accidental, ac- accidental, accidental. 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 I just need to share my diary a bit more. <laughs> Have you not got a family diary? No, we don't. You have a family diary. Just started. Oh, maybe we need a family diary. Yeah, just started. Yeah. Um, after twenty-three years marriage, <laughs> we're finally yeah, got right, okay. enough arguments about I didn't know this was on because it is a big, a lot of issues evolve. Huge amount of issues out of shitty diary clashes. Yeah. Yeah. So a family diary, but what annoys me is then I'll get a text message from Daz who would say, "Oh, getting we're getting our nails done, are we?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, okay, feel like I'm being watched and judged. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, who's Trevor from up the street? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, why did I put it in like that? I should have called it getting my nails done, <laughs> <laughs> like I normally do. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to a fuckwits in history. Fuckwits in history. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is a fuckwit, but it did make me laugh, this story. John Joseph Merlin, strong name. Mm. Why do they always have three names? I, I don't, perhaps if you get to a certain level of fame, you've got to have three. Mm. I always love the Spanish golfer Jose Marie Olazabal. It's a good name. It was a fun name to say. Mm. So John Joseph Merlin, he invented roller skates and, as you say, Joe, has delivered a lot of joy around the world over the years uh, and helped to my wife doing her PCL uh, recently. I gave her roller skates for Christmas <gasps> no. last year. We used to ride around the MCG and she... Uh, I, s- I saw that on Insta. She, she looked ro- adorable in them. And, they, and, she was, and she loved them and she was yeah. really good at it. And then she hit a little rock around and did a PCL. Oh, so Devo. All over. Oh. I'll tell you something funny about it, though. She did her knee. We're around at about, for people who know the MCG, we're at about gate four. And our car was parked near the members, at, which is about gate two. Mm. So we had a little bit of a walk ahead of us, right? So I'm helping her. She's kind of leaning on me. And then she sees a cop car that she skated past earlier that's still there with the two cops in it. And she made us walk the long way because she because she skated past quite gracefully in front of the <laughs> officers 
earlier and she didn't want to she didn't want the cops to see her limping to the car afterwards so we had to go a long way around to avoid the police so they couldn't see this disgraced individual so they weren't sitting there eating their hot chips going check out this fuckwit isn't that the chick who went past yeah that's, it, I get that I totally get isn't it. it the hot chick from the pink skates earlier yeah she's down a knee oh. uh, anyway John Joseph Merlin invented the roller skates in the 1700s before debuting his invention at a party, he was also a musician. So he rode the skates through a party playing a violin at the same time. This is, <laughs> this is right. And Joe, can you describe? We've got a picture of him up here. He looks a little like um, he's got the white wig, you know, a la Armadeus. He's got a Captain Cook vibe, I reckon. Yeah, very that? much. Yeah. yeah, with the very, very dapper red. You know, yeah. velvet jacket. So you know. imagine him on roller skates going through a party, playing the violin at the same time. He hadn't pra- – one thing he hadn't practised before skating through the party was stopping. <laughs> so, so he ended up – while all these people are cheering him on, he's the focus of the whole party, and he just roller skated bang into a, a glass mirror that collapsed on top of him. <laughs> How do you know that? From seventeen hundreds, how do you know who has who's written down that history? It's if you Google funny stories from history, it comes up. Oh my god. Yeah, so. And everybody's like, there's John with his freaking violin out again. No one asked him. Hide it. Put the violin away and learn how to stop your skates, mate. <laughs> You're not Ed Sheeran. Put it away. A much better use of your time. <laughs> Stopping, uh, look, roller skates are hard. Oh, yeah, well, I'm no good. I wouldn't even try. Wouldn't yeah. even try. Um, Sonia Curry, do you know Sonny Curry, Bernard Curry's partner? Oh, yeah. She is very good on roller skates. Mm. Very, very good. Um, and when people are good on roller skates, they look great. Yeah. It's so graceful. Also, I'm going to say people who know they're good on roller skates love themselves sick. Oh, yeah. Which... Fair enough. And fair enough. Because if I knew I looked good on roller skates and was very good at it, mm. I would never take them off. I'd, I would be fully roller girl. I'd never go forwards. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't. I'd, I'd skate everywhere backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing looks better. But see, you and I are from the generation where you'd go to the roller rink on a Friday night because <laughs> yeah. it was the only – in. Yeah. I grew up in Eltham. Yeah. Eltham roller rink was legendary. It was one of the only places to go as a teenager. Yeah. And the kids that could, A, do the speed skating. Oh, yeah. And then the backwards the skating. Backwards, yeah. And then, to top it off, the couple skating. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I wanted to be all yeah. three of those things and I was none of I them. I was none of them as well. <laughs> I wanted to be this guy. Now, skaters, <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> if I can be nothing, I want to be the voiceover guy. You could have done that. <laughs> Would have been the start of your radio career. I'm heading to Eltham tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to take a deep dive into fuckwits. It's time for a deep dive into fuckwits. Today we are deep diving into the subject of travel. Now, we're not specifically talking about being on an aeroplane. We're talking about when you arrive at your destination or maybe your behaviour before you get on the plane. And to talk us through this, a man who works with flight centres and he uh, knows a bit about travel and he's done a bit of travelling himself, Todd Morgan. Welcome to the podcast, mate. 
G'day, g'day. How are you? We are very well, and we're looking forward to uh, giving people a bit of advice because I don't know about you, Joe, but when I've been travelling over the years, I have seen some of the greatest fuckwits I've ever come across in my life, largely from my own country, mm. carrying on like dead set pork chops. It, it is shameful. Mm. And Todd, I know that you're not actually an Australian, so ca- <laughs> can you confirm that Aussies are the worst travellers? Um, oh, well, I've become an Australian citizen soon, so I want to be careful about what I want to say <laughs> here. But I think... Um, yes, you, you've got a bit of a reputation as being a little bit boganic yeah. say, around the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk through a few topics here, Todd, and let's work out what is and isn't acceptable behaviour. So a bunch of Aussies overseas, they could be anywhere. Let's say they're sitting in a cafe in France, they're having a few drinks. Is it okay to start singing Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi uh, in that cafe? Um I would say 100% no. And I I don't think that just extends to French cafes. I think that's, I mean, you could be at a Collingwood football game (laughs) and still that's inappropriate. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what you're saying about Collingwood supporters, Todd, but... uh... (laughs) Side by side. Ah, you know it, babe. But you know what I did once see in a French uh, cafe, it was actually, um, I have travelled, it was in Chamonix, so it was in the French Alps. And... mm -hmm. um, I saw some, uh, they they were British but, you know, still boganic, um, refusing to try and order the food in French. Oh, so, yeah. So they were saying chips instead of frites, you know. Oh, like, you know, right. just yeah, refusing yeah. to even attempt the language. Mm. Is that a fuckwit thing to do? Um, well, I, I think I'm guilty of that as well, just because I'm so, I'm so nervous that I'm going to get it wrong, especially like I've, I've been to Paris and I was terrified. Like I wouldn't even like any other situation. I'd quite happily go up to someone and be like, "Hey, bonjour," but I was terrified of doing it in France, just because I was worried that I might pronounce it wrong and then be looked down upon by some French lovely person. Right. So I, I'm not sure if that's if that's getting into fuckwittery or if that's just being shy. Well, mm. you're kind. Yeah, because I, I always feel like it's nice to try the, you know, give it a crack, you know, if you're in France or, to, you know, a bit of, uh, no, what am I saying? Uh, Parlez-vous français? Mm. I was oui, going to say, oui, but... yeah, which is where is the train station. But <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like in any other European in any other European country, it's cool because they, like if you're in Spain or Italy and you get something slightly wrong, they, they appreciate you trying. Whereas I, whereas I feel like the French people would just laugh at you. No, they flat out, like, they just ho, ho, ho. slap you across the face. <laughs> get out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Although is that largely because they think we're English? Um, potentially. Well, we're all just like, if, if you're, if you're, yeah, I think like either that or South African or Kiwi, they can't really tell, yeah. tell you apart. Okay. What about, um, when you're in a foreign country and English is not the first language and you're talking to a local and they don't understand you, is it advisable to continue to say it in English, but just louder <laughs> in, in the hope that they'll understand? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I, it depends. Like, if, if they're actually hearing you, it's the problem. <laughs> but yeah. but if, they're, if they're just not understanding, then no, that just makes you a bit of a toss-up, yeah. I think. Yeah, it mm. really – or the, yeah. you know when people say it's slower – do you know? <laughs> yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't understand you, mate. They've got no idea. Uh, wh- yeah. What about people who are travelling and are constantly, and I've, tra- I've travelled with people like this before, who are constantly saying that home is better? Oh, oh, this, wouldn't, this wouldn't be happening at home. We wouldn't have to wait this long. <laughs> we wouldn't have to wait this long back home. Um, yeah, that's definite fuckwittery because you just, like, if you're, if you're that much of a dickhead, just stay at home. That's my thought <laughs> yeah. on that. I think that's a fair point. Well, made. And anything, whether you're not, I mean, anyway, you're not uh, attempting the local custom. I mean, people wearing the wrong thing. Yes. I'm just like, come on. Like just, it's like you're in someone else's house, right? You go by their rules, mm. surely. And uh, well, I've been in the I've been in the Middle East before, and I've been travelling with someone who's had to be sat down. And you know, if it, women just have to cover up. Mm. I know. I, I yeah, get that you might, on some level, feel like protesting that. But when you're actually in the country, mm. that's not that is not the time to start messing with the, the local oh authorities. God. And I've no, been with. I think yeah. it, it can just all be it can all be um, fixed. I think just by doing a bit of research before. That's I think the key. Mm. But I'm. I'm um, I have a. I have a partner that happens to be a man, and I know that, like, when even we go to Bali, which is part of Indonesia, you know, it's just not the time to be waving a rainbow flag. And as much as you want to protest that and be like, hey, it's my right to be here, you kind of just have to go, well, I've chosen to come to this country where that's the rule, so suck it up, princess, mm. kind of. Yeah. In a, in a politically correct way, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. Even though the rules might suck, they are the rules. In those countries. Yeah, exactly. So what kind of advice are there? Is there sort of advice that you hand out, Todd, when you're booking a trip for someone and you know that they're going to a particular place? Is there sort of standard advice that you give so that mm. people might avoid being a fuckwit before they even get there? <laughs> um, I think just it's, it's all – I think it's just research and respect, really. Like there's just, – just make a little bit of an effort to know – like yeah, what what pleases in the local language or hello, just the sort of the standard greetings. And if there's anything that's going to be ridiculously offensive and or even illegal, especially if you're going to like the Middle East, um, just make sure you're across it. And nine times out of ten, if you if you think to yourself, oh, I wonder if I can do this, chances are. You're just about to be a fuckwit. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know once though? Again in Paris, um, I was. To be honest, I've only ever gone to France in Europe, so that's why I always go. To that. But again in Paris, once it was like the middle of winter, but we found this beautiful, like gorgeous um, garden with a square, and there was like a typically stunning sort of patisserie attached to it. So we go, we've gone in and said, oh, you know, we're going to have cheeses and hams and yada, yada, mm. and we'll get some French champagne. And I said to the woman, um, is, it, is it okay to drink alcohol in public spaces here? And she's like, took her a while to understand. And then finally she's gone, well, you can, but why would you? <laughs> I was like, okay, the uh-huh. custom is to drink in a bar, you dickhead. <laughs> in a <bar>, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, we drink until we fall over as well, yeah. which, is, which is not usual. 
That is, uh, it's that is, embarrassing in places like France. It is, and also, you know, in countries like if you go to Italy as well, you can buy beer everywhere. You can buy beer mm-hmm. in a Seven Eleven. You could buy beer in a baby bunting in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you need to if you've had a baby. But the reason you can buy it everywhere is because no one gets Polax like we do. We yeah. can't be we, yeah. we can't be trusted with it. So would you say, uh, Todd, that uh, what's your alcohol intake while you're overseas and mixing with the locals? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, it's it's kind of expected. Like if you if you show up somewhere with an Australian accent, chances are they know what what they're in for. So like, <laughs> oh, that's sad, isn't it? Like, so sad. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like there's a reputation, I think, of of um, of being loud. That's that's probably the word I'd use. Loud. Mm. <laughs> I love the word loudy. Loudy. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are loudy or loudish, <laughs> aren't we? As a as a country. Yeah. Um, what about here's another fuckwit thing I've seen, which really pisses them off, and it takes us back to that first thing we said, Liam's about not being self-aware. Yes. At the airport, Todd, when people push through to get their bag off the carousel, oh, when yeah. it's gonna come back again, <laughs> you don't get mm. one bite at that cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and it's it's the same with people that like push to the front of the queue just so that they can get on the plane first. Mm. It's like why? What? We're all just going to end up sitting on this tube together. So just, just calm down, please. Yeah, Jim. That's yeah. That's yeah. A, a plane, a plane has never taken off with people still on the aero bridge. <laughs> That's never <laughs> happened. <laughs> so they should put that on a sign. So just calm your farm. And uh, yeah. hey, what about uh, Todd? You've done a bit of travelling in Southeast Asia. Are there rules around um, uh, haggling with people at local markets? Because we Aussies can find ourselves often in situations where we're arguing over 10 cents with someone who earns $3 a week. Yeah, that's right. Um, Look, I think you've just got to ask yourself what you'd you'd pay for it at home. And, like, so I've recently just got back from Bali and it really annoyed me to see – generally Australians, um, haggling with people at markets. And these people have had no tourism for like nearly two and a half years. So they've been on the bones of their ass for, for the last couple of years. Yeah. And these people are haggling with them over the equivalent of like a dollar. And then and then sort of being like, right, well, you know, screw you, mate. I'm walking away. I'll go get it down the street. And they storm off in a, like, in a little Australian fit. And it's... It was just, it was just embarrassing. Mm. Like, cause it's, and the group that I went with, I sort of made it very clear <laughs> when we went, when we went to the markets, I was just like, there is to be no hanging. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause it's just give the guy, give them a break. Yes. Like, you're still getting like a, a pair of same, same Ray-Bans for $5. Like it's not, it's, it's hardly daylight robbery just paying what they want. Yeah. Mm. I do love the image yeah. of an Australian fit as someone storms off in, in flip-flops. You know, the sound well, of a Havayana thong <laughs> down the pavement. <laughs> yeah, well, you, can, you just see their southern cross tattoo getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> oh, I remember with Kel playing um, – Tattoo bingo in Bali. Uh. And I can't remember what our nine were, but Southern Cross was one of them. And I yeah. think Aussie flag, barbed wire, 
full sleeve. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> mm. kids' names maybe might have been <laughs> might have been another one. Brayden. <laughs> uh, so what what else did you witness while you were there in uh, Bali, Todd? There would have been a bit of carry on because I think Australians are very excited to get back to Bali. They are, yeah, they are. It's um, I mean, it started even from um, like the check in at at Sydney Airport. Right. The um, like there was this guy that, and he was already wearing a bintang singlet, so he was in the mood. Oh, yes, and he had yes. he hadn't even left, and he ended up he kicked over his suitcase and walked away. And he goes, "What the fuck do you mean I need to be vaccinated? Oh. No one told me that." Oh, yeah, and right. I was, and we were just in the line, just going, "You fucking dickhead!" Like, so the, uh, before we even left, there was there was fuckwittery taking place, mm. and um, but when we we're over there, it was just um. I mean, everyone was in, in good spirits. Like, we were at a couple of beach clubs and saw groups of people, like, falling over tables oh, and stuff, and it was... It's a good time. All in good, <laughs> all in good fun. <laughs> but I think, yeah, they're, they're kind of... Um, I think they're putting up with the higher levels, potentially, of fuckwittery just because they're glad for the, for the business. Mm. Isn't that... It's sad, though, isn't it? That yeah. we're taking advantage of their patience. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, at the moment, you know, one thing I'm guilty of, which certainly, you know, falls into this category, and I just don't know, I want to understand the psychology of it a little better, but I never wear a helmet when I ride a motorbike in Southeast Asia. Mm. Do you just, think that's fuckwittery or do you think that's just it's pretty, di- it's pretty, dickheadness? It's pretty stupid. Foolishness. It's pretty stupid. Sure. I, there's something about the freedom of riding a motorbike without a helmet on that I just love. Yeah, until you on the edge. Until you fall off the back of a tuk-tuk and then you Yeah, I know. I'm in, I'm in control until I crash my own motorbike <laughs> into a yeah. tuk-tuk. Um, <laughs> but it's so stupid. I know so many people have ended up in hospital in Thailand or Bali because mm. they've fallen off, fallen off bikes. Yeah. It's just dumb yeah. and it, that, it, it's, it's pretty stupid. But I just can't help myself. Yeah. I really yeah, you don't run into that problem if you just stay in an air conditioned taxi. That's that seems to be the key. Yeah, but there's there's air conditioned taxis <laughs> here in Australia. You know what I know, but I oh, see now I'm showing my fuck wittery, aren't I? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, they're three bucks in Bali, don't you? You know they? what you don't get in Australia? Limo in a Hawaiian shirt, footy shorts and thongs <laughs> riding a motorbike without a helmet. <laughs> what a fuck witch. <laughs> What an image. Now, now that is a good look <laughs> right, right there. Um, what, about the, uh, what about the local cuisine when you're in another country? It's always nice to try the local food. How do you feel about um, queues of tourists at places like McDonald's or KFC while there's a perfectly good restaurant with local food 50 metres away? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – um... That's borderline fuckwit, I think. Like, um, like Joe. Joe knows my partner Ken. Yes, and um, he is guilty of that. Like, he like, the, and again in Bali, he'll we'll have to go if he wants seafood. We'll have to go to like some sort of Western-looking seafood restaurant in in a shopping centre, um, as opposed to something on the beach. And his his um, argument for it is that it's all about food hygiene and safety. Um, I think it's more because he's a bit pretentious. <laughs> I just, I, I have to say I'm guilty of being that kind of fuckwit then. If that's fuckwittery to go to Macca's. Yeah. Because I, I just sometimes need a bit of food I'm not scared of. 
Mm, like, there's and, that. But what I meant, because I'm a very anxious eater right. and I have very bland palate. <laughs> And, and, so, and so sometimes I just go, you know what, I just want some fries and I know those fries will taste like the fries I get at home. Do you have, do you have allergies? Um, I, I have, I eat a low FODMAP diet for which I, I you know, I, I won't go into the reasons why because it's, mm. no one needs to know. <laughs> the unpleasant fallout should I not do that. But it's more, I just, I don't like spicy food. I don't like food that's too... Hot. I don't like. I don't like. Mm. Yeah, I'm very bland. Yes. Well, so, I I asked because Adam Rosenbach's at, oh, he's at my wedding got actual allergies. Got drunk and ate a potato chip that had peanuts literally glued to it. Mm. It had an anaphylactic attack. Had to get rushed to hospital. Yeah. Nearly died. Does that, that make him a fuckwit? Yes. <laughs> At your wedding. At my wedding. To make it about him. <laughs> yeah. He called me in the in the wedding suite on the night of the wedding. Well, no, he didn't call me. His girlfriend called me. Said, can you come to the hospital? And as I said to her at the time, I said, Steph, 70 people at the wedding and you call the groom? That's a good point. Anyway, I went. I left my, my, my good lady wife and I went to the hospital. <laughs> so it's an impressive hospital too, that one. I hope you never end up there, People, people listening. Really? The one in Cuda. It's an excellent hospital. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It really is. It's good to know. Well, it's handy for you with your no helmet to know where you're going should you fall off that bike. The Australian government may have paid for it Uh on on some level, but it's an excellent hospital for uh, for us fuckwits (laughs) coming off our bikes. (laughs) Right there. Um, Todd, uh, before we let you go, any other uh, last-minute tips for Australians travelling overseas? Oh, just... Go have fun, but just do your do your research beforehand and make sure you're not going to piss anybody off or wind up in jail. Oh, don't but... wind up in jail. <laughs> oh, no, jail. Yeah. What would be, okay, quick, uh, three of us, let's do a quick survey. What would be the worst country in the world to end up in jail? Well, I always go to Nicole Kidman, Bangkok Hilton, that great mini yeah. series of the 80s. See, I, I, so that for me then it's Bangkok. But you Thailand. go Thailand. Yeah. See, I go Turkey because of, um, oh, God, now I've drawn a blank on the movie. What movie? Uh, Midnight Express. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Todd, as, as a travel agent, what is the country <laughs> when you're sending people overseas? You go, now, whatever you do, don't wind up in prison here. Um, I don't know. I don't think Saudi Arabia prison would be very pleasant. No, yeah, that, you know, Saudi Arabia wouldn't be fun at all. Iran, we've found right. out in recent times, isn't loads of fun. China. Oh, <laughs> China. No good. Yeah. Um, look, I none of it's great. <laughs> none of it's great. Well, have you had anybody, Todd? Have you had anybody that you sent overseas? You know, has ended up in prison. Um, well, no, not not that I've sent overseas. But one of my co-workers wound up in prison at a um, a party that we had in Cancun, in Mexico. Oh, right. Um, and, that, and that was not a barrel of laughs, apparently. So, um, but, um, but, but he lived to tell the story. Okay. He's what? not still there, obviously. No, no, he isn't. Are you he, able he to spend the, spend the night? Are you okay. able to give us a hint as to what he might have done to wind up there? Um, he just said the wrong thing to the wrong person, put it that way, or, or asked for something from someone that he shouldn't have. Asked. All oh, right. I, th- that, I think I'm. Pi- yeah. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, that's something. Yeah. While you're travelling overseas, 
Don't just walk up to random people and ask them for drugs. That's <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. I think that's pro- probably a bad move. I would say, yeah. even in uh, even in Colombia, I reckon the people would have been locked up. I reckon for asking the wrong person for gear. Uh, yeah. Surely, yeah. Um, I mean, especially in Colombia, because people must land there going, whoo, yeah, yeah, it's let's, just like let's, on every corner, isn't it? Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah. Uh, Todd Morgan, thank you for your insights and thank you for uh, chatting with us on Don't Be a Fuckwit. Thanks for having me. Hope I've added something. That you have indeed. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Todd. Lovely. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Joe Stanley, thank you. Oh, it has been an absolute ladies. pleasure. What a joy. And, you know, two people, I think, who rarely enter fuckwit space. Indeed. Indeed. I, I'd like to say that about myself. We, just, yeah, we dip a toe in from time to time, but that's it. Just sometimes and then every now and then someone pushes us into the fuckwit pool and, and you know, we paddle around in there for a bit. <laughs> and then we jump out and we're aware of the fact that we've been in there. Yes. Um, and uh, Broad Radio is where you can catch Joe Stanley. Don't forget, tune in, Google it, search it, find it, stream it. Uh, do all of those things and hear some of the great voices on Broad Radio. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please don't forget to rate the podcast, write us a review, and remember, don't be a fuckwit. One, two, three, four.